This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my Kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went, where we start every conversation with that question because, well, that's how we connect here in Hawaii. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're talking about Morgan's Corner, haunted or urban legend. Now, to answer that question, we must answer three additional questions first. First up, where is Morgan's Corner? Which location was named after Dr. James Morgan, who lived on a hairpin turn of Nuwanupali Road during the 1920s and 40s. His neighbor, Mrs. Therese Wilder, was a 68-year-old widow who lived there alone at 3939 Nuuanupali Road. Now, back in 1948, two escaped prisoners murdered Mrs. Therese Wilder in her home. According to police reports, the suspects bound and gagged her and left her unconscious on her bed. She died of suffocation due to a broken jaw and from the gag that was placed tightly around her neck and her mouth. The men were captured a few days later, but the case continued to horrify Honolulu and really began that lengthy debate over capital punishment in Hawaii. So I ask you, what about the question of the man hanging from the tree? We've all heard our own versions of Morgan's Corner. Well, you you may have heard this story. A young couple who had parked under a large tree late one night on old Nu'uwanapali Drive. When it was time to leave, their car would not start. The boy decided to go for help, leaving his girl alone inside the car. It was a windy night, and the long branches of that tree started scraping against the car's roof. Eventually, the girl fell asleep, only to be awakened in the morning by police surrounding her car. They asked her to get out and told her, don't look back. She told them what had happened, but curiosity made her turn back. She was horrified to see her boyfriend hanging upside down from the branches of that tree. His fingertips were scraping the roof of that car as his body swayed in the wind. It was not the tree that she had heard scratching the roof of the car that night, but what was it? That tree is at the trailhead to the Judd Memorial Trail that leads to Jackass Ginger Waterfall, just a short distance away from Mrs. Wilder's old residence. Her house is no longer standing, but a gated community continues to use that same address. I want to welcome my dear friend Stephanie Sophos to this conversation. Stephanie is an author, consultant, and real estate diva, a longtime real estate broker and appraiser, and my very, very dear friend, Steph, welcome to the program. It's good to have you here. First thing first, what school you went? St. Andrew's Priory in the University of Hawaii. Priory, back in the day. That's when back in, Priory back then was an all-girls school, correct? Yeah. yeah. And the Iolani boys were a That's little- right. We're a little boring. The St. Louis boys were pretty fun. <laughs> you know, my son is an Iolani graduate. I'll let him know that. <laughs> so i got to ask you, um, I'm sure you've heard your share of ghost stories as in, in real estate for so many years. Morgan's Corner, no different. Your, you, your stories that you've heard or a story that you've heard. Well, what's interesting is uh, I went to school with the great-granddaughter of the lady who died. Uh, the two girls uh, were the daughters of Dr. Andrew Morgan. And I think he was the son of, or the grandson of um, 
Mrs. Morgan. And so I, they had told me stories like that. But, you know, when you're younger, you try not, when you're driving up to New Honor, you try not think about things like that. So I have heard that, those stories before uh, from the family members. Wow. And um, nobody can explain what happened. I, I don't know about that fellow hanging there. I, I, I heard that story. Um, uh, but I do know, uh, and I mentioned it to you, I was told that there's three openings to the underworld. There are beliefs in the mythology of Hawaii that there's three openings, and one of them is in Nuuanu over in that area. The other is in Mapunapuna, where uh, Bob's Big Boy used to be, mm-hmm. and the other was in Kayana Point, and the fourth one is in Kona. And uh, I have had some several friends who have lived in Nuuanu, and they have said they can hear the marchers, they've seen the marchers, and that they have also... There was one where uh, a young man was killed, a young Marine was killed on his motorcycle. And my friend, another St. Andrews Prior graduate, was sleeping, and she woke up, and this bloodied young man was was standing in front of her uh, bed, beside her bed. She could see he was translucent. And she said, what are you doing here? Because she's very spiritual, and she said, you you can't be here. And he was speaking. You couldn't hear him, but she could understand what he was saying. He said, where am I? What am I doing? What, what happened? And she said, you died. You died. You need to go to the light. You need to go to the light. And um, he said, I can't find it. Where is it? She said, turn around and look. She said, you can't be here. You need to go. You need to go. And um, people wonder why we drink. I could see why. <laughs> <You know? laughs> So she did, he did see the light, and he did. And I, I believe that we live in two realms, mm-hmm. and um, there are spirits that get stuck. Sure. And sometimes they get stuck because they kill themselves, and sometimes they get stuck because it's such a tr- tragic and fast death that they're not quite sure. I'm always concerned about me that one day I might be walking through the Outrigger Canoe Club and where they post all the obituaries. I might see myself there and I go, wait a minute, when did I die? I don't remember that. So these are the things. I do believe that sometimes people, these spirits get stuck. stuck. You know, Nu'uwana is a very spiritual, spiritual area. And for some reason, we've never put lights on that road. I was sharing with our staff that I used to play games with my children when they were younger, because they liked driving up that road in the dark. Uh, there is a lot of spiritual heebie-jeebie, if you want to call it. There, Manoa has some of it, too. Yeah, yeah. Manoa has some of it. Uh, I've been in places, uh, personally, where I've seen things in Manoa, Nuuanu. I always carry uh, um, a cross with me at times when I'm going to certain places, because it just, maybe it's for a personal safety feature, but sometimes you just have to let the spirits, and you tell the spirits when you're going into these places, I'm just coming into your house. I'm going to go walk around. I'm not touching anything. I'm not going to hurt anything. Just please let me do my job. And everything's okay. I only had one experience where it was, uh, actually two experiences where I felt very uncomfortable and unsafe. Without mentioning names, mm-hmm. that, due to privacy, one of these individuals who we recently lost, you went to that individual's home and you felt a presence. Oh, yes. Uh, he had died. He was young. He was only about 53 years old. And I went into his house. I had to, 
uh, it was a very sudden death, and I had to go to his house. And um, his uh, everything was being moved out, had been moved out. And it was a house that he had talked about that he really had wanted to buy for his wife, and he did. And uh, as soon as I walked in, it was like 2.30 in the afternoon, and it was a little dark and rainy. I could feel his presence, and, and I kept talking to him. I said, don't worry. I'm just here. Your wife is okay. You know your wife went to her mom's house. And I, wa- as I walked through each room. I kept saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to turn the lights on. I'm going to turn them off. The family won't get charged for extra u- uh, utilities, but I have to do this. You know that this once we sell this, it's going to bring money to your family, and everything will be all right. And you need to go. You need to go because you can't do anything here. The house is going to be sold. You need mm-hmm. to go. And uh, But it took about 30 minutes to walk around the house, and I kept talking. I, and, and But I did feel that he was there and, and, and a little uncomfortable. You know, I, you, you hear all these myths, so you've heard. I, I, I've certainly heard Morgan's Corners uh, stories and legends, and everybody has different versions of it. It was a 13-year-old girl who was murdered. Truth is, there was an actual murder of a 13-year-old girl, but it happened further down from Polly Road. So, you know, these things just kind of perpetuate themselves. Um, as a seller in, in, in a real estate world, are you required to disclose if someone died on property or was murdered on property? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to tell if someone's died. Uh, uh, the, Asian, the Asian community absolutely wants to know if someone's died. You cannot t- disclose whether they died of AIDS or HIV or what kind of death they had, but you, uh, unless it's a murder. If it's a murder, it's a, um, it is a notorious situation. Like in the situation at Hibiscus at Diamond Head yes. where, where the two police officers were shot and killed, whomever buys the properties has to know that this is what, this is what happened because it's a notorious incident and you need to let people know because um, – if you don't and they find out after the fact, uh, that could be liability for you. What happens if they start to get sick or what happens if they feel unsafe or, or something or people break into their house because they want to see where the murders took place? You mm-hmm. have to disclose. Yeah. You were there that day. I was there that day. And I have to tell you, um, uh, so I was there with my three dogs and we were just I was just walking and I got caught in the crossfire. I was standing in the middle of the road. And um, the first moments are like in slow motion. And then everything moves at high speed. And you kept hearing the other officers yell, get down, get down, get down, officer down, officer down, take cover, take cover. And I couldn't move with my three dogs fast enough to go left or to right. So I went backwards and, and hunkered down behind a concrete wall. And so it took an hour and 45 minutes for the devastation to take place. Four people died. Uh, I still think about them every day. And I have to tell you that um, I don't feel like I have PTSD because uh, the only thing that bothers me are when I hear sirens that kind of gives me a little, my back hair stands up. But my dogs have PTSD, and the dogs do not like walking in the area. And sometimes one of the dogs one of the, will look at where um, Yarda shot everyone, mm-hmm. and he'll growl. First of all, I... I very familiar with, with that day. Uh, one of the officers on the scene, uh, that was uh, my best friend's son, who was a, a partner of the, of the gentleman who was killed. And um, they talk about 
feeling that presence still. Animals are very keen when it comes to spiritual nature. One of my friends lives on that property at Morgan's Corner, in that residence community, gated area. Talks about their dog constantly barking. So dogs are, I take them to certain places and I, I they come with me, especially like when I go to Nuuanu, I take them with me because, or, or Mo, uh, Manawili. Mm-hmm. There's some very um, heebie-jeebie stuff around there too. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when you jump in your car, you heard scratching on the roof. No. No. Is Morgan's Corner haunted or is this just an urban legend? Oh, it's haunted. Yeah. I believe I believe in my heart of hearts it's haunted. Yeah. Because you you've been to properties and you believe there oh, yeah. is spiritual presence. I've seen I've seen spirits. Uh, I saw um I saw a, a couple of spirits one time and it scared scared me. I I walked into a house one time and and I saw red eyes and I went whoa whoa whoa, whoa. I'm not going to do anything to your house. And I found out later after I waited till the owner came and I said, who died here? And she went white. And I said, who died? And she said, well, the owners before uh, her family, it was a military family during World War II. And the husband came back and wanted to leave the wife because he had met a, uh, he had fallen in love with a nurse because he had been injured. So the wife uh, hung herself. Oh my. And the family knew about this. I think they called her Doris or something like that, and they knew she was there. I said, well, you know, some spirits get stuck. You have to help them on. She goes, oh, I don't believe in that. She's fine here. She doesn't bother us. I said, but she's here. I go, well, yeah, she's just good company. We invite her to Christmas dinner, and everything's fine. <laughs> it's crazy. I've had two situations which, uh, may, well, those three. The one was in Manoa where I saw the red eyes. The second one was in Waikiki when I was the general manager at Kuhio Mall. And we had, uh, we had these rocks that were in the main entrance of the mall. And my workers were getting sick. And so we, we started to do some research, and we found that these rocks had been pulled from an old heiau um, back in, in Waianae. And uh, so we decided that we're going to have a blessing because everybody was getting sick. The, the marketplace wasn't doing well. And I called... I'm Greek Orthodox. I called my Greek Orthodox priest and said, we need to do a blessing. And he came down, and we did it at, at 7 in the morning before the mall opened. And he came and started bless, uh, blessing the rocks and every the building, and then we were going to remove the rocks. And uh, as he was praying, there was that south wind. And all of a sudden, he was praying, and he said, and now I ask you to leave our sight. And with that, all of a sudden, the wind started whipping up, went both ways, sideways, backwards, and he actually turned his to me. He turned. He was face. He had been facing the rocks, and he turned his back on me, and his face was his face was white. He had never experienced something like that, and I looked at him like, <laughs> I don't know either. And uh, and when he said, and then God be with you, may you go to peace. All of a sudden, the wind changed. And it went north. We had a we had trade winds, and it all stopped. Within it happened within a three to five second experience. We moved the rocks after that, and the priest came back um, 
recently, about 25 years, 30 years later, and that was the first thing he mentioned to me. He said, I've never had an experience like that. And I said, well, you know, I guess we needed to put them where they needed to belong, the spirits. And I do believe there's so much spiritual uh, spirituality in Hawaii that people need to be respectful of certain things. You don't take rocks from Heiau's. Gosh, no. The second experience I had was that um, I walked into a house, and there was uh, there had been a little a line of like a person. You know when you go into these murder the, on TV, the homicides, and they have the body uh, lined out? Well, there was a line like that right on the front entrance. And um, I said, what is that? And as I went to touch it, this big wind came and wrapped around me. And there were two daughter, daughters, two sisters, and the sisters said that was what had happened is one of the sisters' boyfriends had gotten into a fight with her father because he was beating on her, and the father tried to stop the fight, and he got killed, and he died right there. So they lived in the house. They lived in the back, and they tried to rent the front, and, of course, the front always had problems they had cabinets opening and closing, things like, uh, and, you know, they do, I have seen that happen where cabinets open and close. And, um, and they tried to scrub it out, the blood, because the blood was right there. And it kept coming back. So they washed it down and they put a carpet. And the carpet, the blood came out into the carpet. How that happened, we don't know. They don't know. And... Um, so then they tiled it, and the tile had a thin line. You're freaking me out. <laughs> had a thin line around of the of the where the body was at at the entrance, and I said, "How's your rental on this?" And she said, "It's not very good." And I said, "You need to tell Dad to move on." And they said, "Well, Dad is still." And the one sister said, "He's not happy with my sister's choice of men, so I guess she, he's not going until she he, she finds somebody good." And I said, "Well, okay, that's." That's explaining, you know, there are times when you just go, okay, <laughs> but I think there's a lot more um, spiritual things happening that people don't talk about because they don't want, they think you're crazy, but everybody thinks I'm crazy. I might as well tell it now. <laughs> what a fascinating world that you live in. So I got to add a title to your name, yeah, you know, author, consultant, real estate diva and ghost hunter. Yeah, yeah well, uh, a reluctant ghost hunter. <laughs> I, I don't go looking for it. I, it's a little scary for me. I, I like, I'm a very boring person. I like boring life, you know. I, these things, these things kind of age you fast. Yeah, but you seem to, be, uh, with all the respect, it's like that, it's like that one uh, cloud that continues to follow us, right? Sometimes Stephanie's there. And, and, and when I saw that day, uh, that tragedy in Diamond Head, and I saw you on television that day. I said, "Dear God, she's she's right there," and I'm glad you're safe and can spend some time with us to talk story. Yeah, me too. I'm glad to be here. That what that taught me is that you enjoy every day because you just never know how quickly everything can change. Life is a, a blessing, and um, one of the things I come away with is that I, I, I am respect. I try and always be respectful of everyone, both the living and the dead, because you know we don't know how quickly our lives can change and, and how long we'll be here. Especially in our beautiful place we call home. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Steph, so good to talk to you. Thank you, Ron. We really appreciate Malanui for joining us on what school you went. Until next time. Ahu.
What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.